Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode. Um, I'm going to be talking about the Spotify CEO coming right next on Setting the Tone. Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode. Um, I'm going to talk to you about a news article that broke last night on the 31st of July um, uh, regarding Spotify's CEO um, basically calling out musicians saying you can't record every three to four years and think it's going to be good enough. A um, little bit, shall we say, cheeky to say the least. Um, so I'm going to read out the article and I'm going to talk about my thoughts and feelings in regards to Spotify and streaming in general. Um, kind of keen to get people's engagement on this. Um, I think it's it's something that's open for debate, big style, um, and as great as digital platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play are. You know, they're fast, instant. Is is it time? I personally think it's time to go back a little bit. So. Here we go. Spotify's economic model has been widely condemned by musicians and songwriters for years, with critics claiming that the service pays out partly royalties and gives major label artists an unfair advantage via playlist placement and other promotional avenues. But according to CEO Daniel Elk, um, I hope I said that correctly, the problem is not Spotify, it's those lazy musicians. Well, that's a bit cheeky in itself, isn't it? You can't go around calling musicians lazy. They're not the ones that are sitting in the office um, reaping the awards off work that you haven't put in. But hey-ho, um, in an interview published um, Thursday, Eek told Music Alley, even today on our marketplace, there are literally millions and millions of artists. What tends to be reported are the people that are unhappy, but we rarely see anyone who's talked about in their entirety existence Spotify. I don't think I've ever seen a single artist saying, I'm happy with all the money I'm getting from streaming. Obviously, he isn't familiar with car seat headrest eat continued in private in private they have done that many times but in public they have no incentive to do it but unequivocally from the day to day are more and more artists that are able to live off streaming income itself according to eek musicians need to get with the times and keep up steady stream of content there is a narrative um Forky here combined with the fact that obviously some artists that used to do well in the past may not do well in the future landscape where you can't record music once every three to four years and think it's going to be enough the artists today that are making it realize that it's about creating a continuous engagement with their fans it's about putting the work in about the storytelling around the album and about keeping continuous dialogue with your fans he concluded i feel really that the ones that aren't doing well in the streaming are predominantly people who want to release music that way, it used to, the way it used to be released. Uh, response to musicians on Twitter has largely been negative. One critic of each interview comes from Holly Herodon, um, collaborator, uh, Matt Dryhurst, who writes on Twitter, who has the means to go to generate two albums a year, either those willing to put out a subpar work or those who work with big, big enough names to um, corral others to do the work for them. So Jesus writes, it is extremely clear that Spot a Spotify billionaire, Daniel Eek, has never made music or art of any kind for that matter. He refuses to understand that there's a difference between commodities and art. The potential for cultural growth will suffer because of it. 
Here are David Crosby and REM's Mike Mills with similar takes. Uh, David Crosby tweeted, You're an obnoxious, sorry, you an obnoxious, greedy little shit, Daniel Oaks. Sorry about the swearing, guys. Uh, Mike Mills um, tweeted, uh, Music equals product and must be churned out regularly, says billionaire Daniel. Go fuck yourself. Sorry, again about the tweet, uh, the language there, just reading that tweets from two musicians. So, where do we stand on streaming in general, guys, um, is the question that I want to ask yourselves, because my personal opinion is this. Yes, I like um, having Apple Music. I use Apple Music. I know many of you use Spotify, and some people say Spotify is a million times better than Apple. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I, I use the Spotify free service, which you get an advert every, what, four to five songs, um, purely because I have Spotify, I'm sorry, I have iTunes. Why do I use iTunes? I have an iPhone, therefore it makes sense to, for me, in my head, because I've got an iPhone, to use Apple Music, pay a tenner a month and use Apple Music because that way I can literally have Apple's, the music from Apple on my Apple phone. I'm sure you can with Spotify, it's just my preference that I use Apple. Um, I do agree with some respects of digital platform music because you can have an album quickly, you know, as soon as it comes out on a Friday, rather than going to the shop at 9 o'clock or whenever you wake up or whatever you do or go to the weekend to buy that album, as soon as it hits midnight on that Friday, their album's out on digital platforms. It's quick, it's easy, it's done. That you know, And there's no getting away that that's fantastic and that helps people. Um, who may not be able to go to the shop anymore or you know, may not order a physical CD. Personally, I'm going to be really honest here, guys. I'm going to call bull on it because, yes, it's quick, it's easy, but there is nothing better than going to go to you know, HMV, my personal opinion here, and flicking through the CDs and looking at CD and picking up that physical object of an artist that you love and adore and you know having that physical object putting it on and listening to it that way rather than through headphones through you know digital platform you know and if you do just you know listen to music digitally via streaming great if it works for you fantastic pay no attention to what i'm saying you know for me it does work but i don't think the platform of streaming works i think it's largely broken there's no getting away from the fact here that um i don't even know like i'm going to take metallica you know probably the biggest metal band over the last 20 30 years in existence back in the day metallica were very fortunate enough like many other bands that you know they released music through cassette vinyl and you went to a record store to pick that up you know, in this, it, what, how long's digital platform, digital streaming been around for what, 10, 15 years? So the last 10, 15 years, that's done that way now, you know, predominantly, that's, that's the norm, you know, that's what people prefer. Um, so I don't know what Metallica streaming numbers are, if I'm honest, um, and to be brutally honest, I don't necessarily care what an artist, you know, what the artist's streaming numbers are, because for me, that doesn't necessarily make a difference. What my point being is, even Metallica probably have to have someone listen to one of their albums, I don't know, let's say 50 times to even see a pound. So what chance has, you know, an unsigned artist got, you know, hopefully they get a really strong loyal following 
and you know their loyal fan base from the town or city listens to their their track or debut album or even their EP enough that that artist can see some sort of profit from it. You know, I've, I I'm guessing the ratio is something stupid. You know, for every I don't know twenty listens, an artist probably sees a penny. And, you know, I'm sure there's people out there that will come at me with the facts and figures on that, and and I welcome that to kind of be educated myself on it. But for me personally, I do think it's been a clever way over the years for um, streaming services such as iTunes and Spotify and Google Play to have, you know, I get things change, you know, things do change and I'm, I'm accepting of that to a certain level, but I just think it's been a way for people to milk artists in a different light, you know, it's easy for a record label to say, Here, here's our, our set of artists to Spotify or iTunes, um, please load it into your platform and then, you know, pay our artists whatever you pay them after so many listens. But here's, you know, from Spotify and iTunes, here's a, here's a big check, here's a big check record label, thank you for doing business with us. So, you know, all along, it is the artist that suffers and it always has been with streaming services. Um, I'm going to be really honest, I, I personally think this probably started way back with Metallica versus Napster, to be brutally honest with you. Now, um, I think the long story short of that, from memory recall, I think that was what, 2004? And it was basically Metallica saying to Napster, I know you don't have the right to our music. Um, strange how times have changed in that respect because Metallica was so clearly vocal against Napster, but um, you know, no disrespect to Metallica, but your music is on Spotify and iTunes. A little ironic, but I guess, you know, people have got to make money, right? Um, I'd love, if I'm being brutally honest, where we can dull back on streaming and go to f proper physical releases. And I think there has been a bit of a godsend. There is a silver lining, you know, up there in the sky, and that has been vinyl. The vinyl resurgence has been phenomenal, and I think that, in some respects, has taken back a bit of a bit of the market on physical um, album release sales. Uh, you know, and that's great. Um, I know a lot of artists choose to go on their own and have their own label, especially the big, big people. And obviously, um, a lot of you guys that are independent, you're releasing music off your own back anyway. So I hope when you're releasing it off your own back, you're seeing as much of the money as you can, and and rightly so because it's your work, your dedication, your slog, hard work, and tears that are going into making the music. Um, Okay, to get your thoughts, guys. It's I'm not going to lie. Daniel Eek has really annoyed me and angered me with his comments about saying that, you know, for an artist to release music every three to four years, that's not going to work. Don't you know? Don't come crying if you're not seeing money. If that's what you're doing. Personally, I think in some respects it's quality. It's quality over quantity. You know, that's. I'm just going to pick on someone here, and this is not personal. I'm going to pick on say. Let's take Beyonce. Let's say Beyonce slams out new music every six months or every 12 months. If one out of those three albums is golden and it's fantastic, great. But what if the other releases are a pile of crap? What if they're no good? You know? It, are you going to feel inclined? Are you, as the fan, are you going to feel inclined to invest in that? Or are you going to go, I'm sick and tired of being shoved music so frequently that's not up to the level that I expect? Personally, I'd much rather an artist takes 
two years, which is roughly what the time frame to make an album, you know, to put the album out and get it right and put their heart and soul into it and hopefully release an absolute masterpiece rather than just releasing something every two minutes. Um, you know, yeah, naturally, Daniel Eek's right that the more someone puts out to a certain level of extent, people are going to be more engaged because they're going to go, oh, uh, that artist that I like has just put something else out again. But um, I think there's a real danger that you start to overwhelm the listener um, and the listener gets a little bit bored. You know, let's be honest, with, in 2020, not everyone has got the time and the patience that we all once had. We're all very busy people, um, you know, where I've got families with children or we've got jobs that we're really engrossed and we're trying to do our bit. So not everyone, uh, you know, has got the time to listen to music that's not to the level it used to be. And I equally get you could say, but Rob, those people that haven't got time, then they've got, you know, music to listen to on the go. Yeah, I get that. Um, but my point here is for Daniel E to come out and slam musicians and basically call people lazy if you're not putting music out every two minutes is disgusting. You know, for a bloke to sit there and slam people that are making him rich, <laughs> you know, let's, let's not forget that. You know, it's it's all right for Daniel E because he's still getting paid um, regardless of if the artist's streaming numbers are not that great and they're not getting much royalty. He's still getting his big fat check and able to ride around in his big plane. Um, I just think that's disgusting, to be perfectly honest with you. Maybe there's more layers to this than I realise. Maybe there's the layer of, is digital music good? Is it time to go back to, you know, taking the power back a little bit and putting the power back in the artist's hands? Um, or is it just a case of, no, this is the way it's, you know, the format is working, it's quick, it's easy, you get music on the go and leave it be. I don't know. I really don't know. But I, like I said, I just think it was really disrespectful to read that article um, that came out last night. Uh, I think it was 11 o'clock UK time and it came out from Stereogum. They, they pretty much reported it. So, um, what, like I say, this show is all about me putting out what I feel, what's in my head. Uh, and engaging you guys I, I feel that this particular topic that came out is disrespectful and setting the tone will look at trying to get under the skin of the industry and topics sometimes that people don't always talk about and trying to raise awareness on them as well as supporting um, you know unsigned artists or artists that signed so yeah I want to hear your thoughts should I guess the question is the, the question here is not is Daniel Eek right or one because that you guys will make your own judgment on that morally but should uh, we go back a little bit take the industry back 20 years and start pushing more physical releases out you know like I say for me I take great pleasure in going to HMV even if I'm not going there to pick a CD because my favourite artist released an album that day it's just a nice feeling to go there and flick through the CDs or the vinyl um, and have a physical release. Um, don't get don't get me wrong. I do benefit from digital music. You know, I pay for it monthly through iTunes, and I do benefit. So I don't want to sound too hypocritical. Um, but um, that's my question to you guys: Is it time to go back a little bit and just dial back, take stock, try and put the power back into the artist's hand as much as possible, rather than um, should we say the big fat greedy cats of the industry? Thank you guys for listening to me waffle on about this topic. Um, like I said, I wanted to get it to your attention. It's something that's kind of angered me a little bit. Um, just seeing that, I just really got under my skin. 
So thank you for taking the time to check me out and what I've got to say. Um, I want to really get your thoughts on this. So please, when the episode goes live, um, you know, I'll post over through Facebook, um, through Facebook on setting the tone, so um, Facebook page. So please leave your comments, engage. You know, am I thinking too much in the past, or you know, is it right to keep pushing down the traffic? You know, or is it, you know, is it a compromise? Um, kids get your feedback once again guys like I said thank you and have a pleasant weekend take care now bye bye